All right. How is everybody? It's good to see you. Sunshiny, beautiful January morning again. Um, A minister, a pastor, parked his car in a no-parking zone in a large city because he was short of time and could not find a meter. He put a note under the windshield wiper that read, I have circled the block ten times. If I don't park here, I will miss my appointment. Forgive our trespasses. When he returned, he found a citation from the police officer along with this note. I've circled this block for 10 years. If I don't give you a ticket, I will lose my job. Lead us not into temptation. (laughs) So, um, it's so good to see you all today, and I'm really excited to share with you uh, this morning. Uh, We are in a series in the book of Genesis that we have titled Dysfunctionality, and you thought your family was messed up. And we're going to finish this series, man, we've been in Genesis for quite some time now. We're going to finish it next Sunday, and next Sunday I'll tell you what we're going to do next, but um, we're uh, kind of winding down in the book of Genesis. For a while now, we've been talking about uh, the guy Joseph, who's the last main character in the book of Genesis, and we've learned that Joseph had quite a life. Uh, He was one of God's chosen um, in the Old Testament. And we also learned that he was dad's favorite, which is often not a good recipe for success. Um, In fact, his brothers resented him for it because he kind of flaunted it. And they resented him enough that they one day sold him into slavery and he ended up in Egypt. Well, we have learned over these last weeks that God blesses him even there in Egypt And uh, last week we talked about how, uh, in many ways, Joseph's story is an amazing story of perseverance in hardship. Well, let me kind of update you where we're at, because uh, we are going to kind of look at a little bit of this story today as well. Um, So Joseph has been blessed in Egypt, and he has literally become the governor under Pharaoh in charge of food distribution. And under Joseph's direction... Egypt had seven years of abundance to prepare for seven years of famine. And uh, Joseph had, you know, through his leadership, stored up a lot of extra grain uh, for the people. And Jacob, Joseph's father, hears about this, and he sends his sons, Joseph's brothers, who sold him into slavery, Uh, to buy grain in Egypt. And Joseph's brothers, when they come, uh, Joseph's brothers don't recognize this this guy they sold into slavery, but Joseph recognizes them. And it's kind of a cliffhanger, wondering what Joseph's going to do. And uh, we're going to read a little bit about that, but first we're going to ask our question today. Here it is. Why is forgiveness so dang hard Uh, Do you have a personal story of forgiveness? So uh, we ask a question every week. We give some of you a chance to to answer it. Um, Lately, it's been some hard questions. This one is a little bit hard. Um, You're welcome to talk about either one. Um, Why is forgiveness so dang hard? 
Do you have a personal story of forgiveness? These guys will run mics. You get their attention. You stand up, speak directly in the mic. Give us a brief answer. And I will just remind you today, because I know we have a pretty transparent group, that, that our service is on live stream and will be on the website until Jesus comes. So um, just want you to be aware of that before you um, answer. But I'd love to have a few of you share a little bit your thoughts about this, about um, forgiveness being difficult, and uh, maybe even a little story of forgiveness if you'd like. So who'd be willing to get us started? Tim, Kai right here has his hand up. Uh, I'm Kai, and uh, I'm a grateful believer. I feel that uh, forgiveness is hard because you feel like you are opening up the door for that person to harm you again. Hmm. However, um, in my experience, you can forgive somebody without them even knowing it and uh, just move on with your life. And uh, You do that so that you're not taking in that poison and holding on to that resentment any longer. You're letting it go and you're moving forward with your life in a positive way. Hmm. Um, that's been my experience. Thank you, Kai. All right, who else is willing to share today? Why is forgiveness so hard? Do you have a personal story of forgiveness? Hello, my name's Galen. Um, as far as why forgiveness is so hard, uh, I heard a saying from, uh, I listened to the guys on, on uh, Car Talk on National Public Radio back, way back in the day, and they were talking about um, uh, some marital issues that someone, a caller had called in, and finally uh, Tom had asked, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Hmm. And so that's kind of what I've, you know, I thought of as far as forgiveness, sometimes I just want to be right, but I need to forgive so I can be happy. Hmm. Thank you, Galen. <clears throat> All right. Who else willing to share? All right. A husband and wife raising their hand. This could be interesting. <laughs> Morning, I'm Keith. <laughs> Um, I know for me, with my childhood abuse, I, I, I didn't think that they deserved my forgiveness. It's mm. like, what, what the hell did they, did they deserve any type mm. of forgiveness until I learned what forgiveness was? And it took a long time, you know, and forgiveness was for me. And, and so that's, that's that was Yeah, mine. excellent. Thanks, Keith. Flint, I think Cassie's going to share, too. Go ahead, Heather. We'll do you first. Yeah. I had a very um, verbally abusive father, and when I was in my early 20s, he looked at me and said, you've never forgiven me. I said, no, I've forgiven you. I just have never forgotten. Hmm. And that was a big thing, and his big, his big argument with me was, well, I'm never going to be able to, 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 to get it. Oh, you're never going to be able to get over it. I said, I've forgiven you, but I can't forget it. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Hi, my name is Cassie. Um, uh, most of you know uh, my husband's in recovery, and um, before he got into recovery, we were together, and there was a lot of forgiveness that I had to do to be able to move forward. Hmm. Um, 
and like she said, it's it's hard to forget, but forgiving kind of um, relieves me of the guilt or whatever guilt that I had from the abuse, and I just I just feel like me forgiving is peace for myself. I hmm. guess. I'd say. Yeah. Thanks, Cassie. That was very good. Right. Anybody else? We have time for one more. And here we got a couple of hands up. So we'll do the two of you and then we'll wrap up. I was actually, uh, my name is Sarah and I'm a recovering addict and a mom. Um, I was invited here today by Kathy and it's so amazing that this is actually the topic because my little girl's dad and I broke up and then I found out I was pregnant a couple weeks later and we just did get back together and he just wasn't involved at all and it was just a really bad situation so this last weekend he messaged me to meet our daughter and this whole weekend he just spent with our child and I was able to forgive him and he said um, he said I think that's the greatest gift I'll ever get and thank you for my child and so sometimes you can walk into a situation and you can use your power to be angry and you can be mad at this person forever, but the only person that hurts is you. It weighs really, really heavy only on you, and maybe not even on them at all. So maybe in saying you forgive them, it relieves some of their stress. But I, I feel like the greatest weight has been lifted off my shoulder after this weekend, just telling him, yeah. I forgive you. You know, we can't change the past, but we can do better for her in the future. Yeah. Excellent. So, thank thank you. you. Thanks for sharing. Clint, I think, we, did you want to share too? We have one more. We'll have one more and then we'll wrap up. I'm Ashley. Um, I have worked on this very hard and that is forgiving ourselves. Mm. I think we spend so much time beating ourselves up and not practicing forgiveness, not only for others, but ourselves. And so I've had lots of team pep talks this week about forgiving of oneself for mm sins of the past and so I would highly encourage it very good thank you Ashley all right um, so we are going to talk about forgiveness I realized today that um, I'm not able to talk about everything that a, the Bible might say about forgiveness or any everything that might be helpful in fact we talked about forgiveness also just a a few weeks ago um, as we've gone through Joseph's story. So, um, you know, I, I hope what I do have uh, to share with you today is helpful. Um, but I want to begin by reading um, a little bit of the story from Genesis chapter 45. Uh, so if you could grab a Bible, there should be one around you um, if you didn't bring one. And I, I do want to uh, just say that I'd kind of set this up as we got started a little bit. And we're going to pick up with Genesis 45 um, with Joseph's brothers, you know, who don't recognize him, back in front of him, again, asking for, for food. And uh, we're just going to read a few verses here. Uh, Genesis chapter 45, beginning at verse 1. Joseph could stand it no longer... There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, Out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loud the Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. 
I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. I would guess they were. (laughs) They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. We're going to stop there. So why is forgiveness so dang hard? Um, I think that there's a few reasons. Um, Amongst them are these. Um, First, uh, it's because sometimes the hurt is so dang deep. And I wanted to um, acknowledge that today um, because I'm sure that there are some of you for whom that is very true this morning. I know it's true for many in this church family. I think it's also true um, that the hurts that we have from childhood bear greater scars in our brains and in our memories And often what we do is we layer our hurts and our resentments on top of each other. And so you've put some of the ones from your adulthood now on top of the ones that were from your childhood. Perhaps the deepest hurt comes from mom or dad and subconsciously, um, you know, you, you are reminded of mom and it magnifies the conflict that maybe you and I are having or, or it makes that difficult for you, um, so difficult for you that you begin to look for things that will, you can associate with the resentments that you're feeding in your soul because for some reason with resentments and lack of forgiveness, we tend to self-sabotage ourselves. And we sometimes look for things that are going to make it worse. So here's the reality, something that we need to accept, something that we've already alluded to. Um, People do bad things sometimes. Sometimes the losses that we experience in life are great and overwhelming. And sometimes the hurt is just Dang deep. Secondly, um, sometimes um, it's because we are just sinful human beings. Uh, We've got issues. Turn and tell someone you've got issues. Turn back and say, right back at (laughs) you. Um, I mean, that, it's just the reality. We are human beings, um, and human beings make bad decisions. Turn and tell someone you've made a few yourself. Um, so let's, let's acknowledge something um, right up front. Um, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I don't want to forgive. Um, I kind of want to hold on to it. Let it fester for a little while. 
It's kind of who I am. It's what I know. Or maybe I've buried it so deep that most times I can ignore it, but then once in a while I will hear it call my name. Dale, I'm still here. Hmm. And it roars its ugly head. And I wonder, man, oh man, where did that come from? You ever had an experience in life where like something just blew up in you and you wonder, where did that come from? So because we are sinful human beings, forgiveness is tough. We, we're human beings and we make mistakes. And we can be selfish. Third reason... Um, that forgiveness is so hard is because forgiveness is just hard. And I want to acknowledge that today. Um, Sometimes it can be one of the hardest things in life that we deal with. Um, It's a lot of work, and it's not easy. Um, I've been uh, telling uh, you that for this last eight days, um, we have had our our three grandkids at our house. Mom and Dad were gone. in this moment, I believe my house is empty and the grandkids are gone. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate. <clears throat> Actually, I love my grandkids, and it's been, uh, it's been a good week in a lot of ways. But um, there's a reason you have kids when you're young, right? And uh, it's been exhausting. So, uh, but I, I was thinking about this this week, um, watching particularly my two grandsons who tend to kind of know what buttons to push with each other. Um, my guess is you've seen this with kids. If you're a parent, maybe you've done it with your kids. Or maybe you remember, you're you know, able to even remember having to do this yourself. And there's these moments where, you know, kids will fight. And you go up to one of them who you think is responsible and, we, and you say, um, I want you to apologize to your brother. And here's usually what we hear. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Like really heartfelt, right? You just kind of wonder, what are we teaching our kids? But then I, um, I think, but because we're human beings, we kind of do the same thing in some ways. We just are more sophisticated about it. Like, I forgive you, but I won't forget right? I forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. You know, let's just acknowledge it. Um, Forgiveness is tough stuff. Um, Forgiveness is very hard. God's forgiveness of our, God's forgiveness of our sin cost Jesus his life. And so if there's one thing that I want to take with with you, Gracelyn, when you go, um, if there's one thing that I want you to take with you when you go today, um, it's this, that forgiveness is tough, and in fact, it's so difficult that God's forgiveness of our sin cost Jesus his very life. God's forgiveness of your sin cost Jesus his very life. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 says this, And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. 
Uh, it's actually a quote from the Old Testament, Jeremiah 31. I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Is it possible that God can forgive and forget? Uh, we're going to come back to that. So we've got Joseph and his brothers. I suspect the brothers were occasionally haunted by nightmares of selling Joseph into slavery. Joseph probably had some fantasies of revenge himself. We've seen how when the brothers first came to him, he milked it for all he could get uh, with his brothers. And one of the interesting things about this story and, and this, you know, this little bit that we read today is that um, there had been years and years since Joseph had been sold into slavery and now his brothers and this little conversation that they had. And, and I, I, I think about Joseph and I think about these brothers and I think about how they probably have been carrying kind of a weight with them throughout all of those years. And I wonder if you feel like you have a weight like that. You know, maybe it's forgiveness that needs to be offered on your part. Or maybe it's an amends that needs to be made. You know, sometimes what happens is that those things kind of become heavy things, heavy weights, heavy baggage on our shoulders. Um, and it can be hard to forgive. I want to share with you a story uh, that I actually heard in the recovery community some years ago. Um, I've, I've asked the, the man who, who told the story at a meeting I was at uh, to come and share it, but um, he hasn't uh, been willing to come and share it with us today, but he's given me permission to share it. I shared it a few years ago, and I, I, I kept coming back to it this last week, and so uh, here we go. Um, this, uh, uh, this friend of mine talks about when um, he was growing up in the 70s, so that dates him a little bit. Um, he was growing up in the 70s. He was a young man or kind of a teenager. And, and uh, he says, you know, we were just kids, but, um, you know, I was into some serious hard drugs at the time. And um, I thought it was great, he says. Um, I was able to kind of step outside of myself, which was good for, for him. Um, but because he discovered that, you know, he had had this wonderful experience with them, he wanted to share it with his friends as well, uh, including a young lady that he was dating at the time. Uh, drugs, as you may know, uh, can get out of control and make you think that you can do things that you can't. And this young girlfriend, um, high on whatever it was they were using, uh, jumped off a cliff and was killed. Uh, this man held this experience and this burden for years. Because of his use, um, he was kicked out of town, and he was told not to return by the sheriff. Um, because this hadn't been, because of this, he had not been back, and was really quite disconnected from his family. Not for a short time, but for forty years. 40 years. One day, a few years ago, uh, he got a call from the young lady's family 
and he was told that her dad was dying of cancer and wanted to speak to him before he died. Hmm. No way, he said. No way. Um, he said, I had, I had put it away, and I had not talked about it to anyone. To anyone. Um, and um, he had stuffed it along with other things from that period of his life, and he wasn't so sure he wanted to revisit it. He's, he's a truck driver, so he was driving truck on his way back to home uh, here in Fargo uh, when he got the call, and this inner turmoil began. And uh, so he decided when he got home to tell his wife she didn't know. And um, she said, you do whatever you decide to do. And he said, I could not sleep at night. Um, and one night, in the middle of the night, I decided I'm going. And so he got up and he drove to this small town. Early in the morning, he knocked on the door. And the person said, he's not even up yet. Um, why don't you come back later? And so he went out and he got something to eat. And he came back. And there was her father. Um, sitting on the porch, along with another guy who um, her dad had also wanted to talk to because these two guys had done a lot of drugs together. Her father asked some questions. My friend answered as honestly as possible. And they finished the conversation, and her father grabbed his hand, and he said, thanks for coming until we meet again. That was it. Forty years. Forty years and something was lifted. Forty years and all of, the some, all of the sudden something was lighter. I asked him, um, what, is, what did that day mean for you? And he said, there was a weight off my conscience and my spirit was lifted. He said, spiritually, I now um, look at things differently and I can do better in life and I've sought to turn things over to God and let, let um, God control things. And then he says this, um, kind of interesting. He said, the funny thing is, I had no intention of ever making an amends. But God had another plan. And I, I, I thought of that story when I read Genesis, you know, the verses that we read today, where it says, you know, Joseph speaking to his brothers, what, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. So I want to share with you a few things uh, today before we kind of close that I hope were helpful, especially for those of you who might be struggling with forgiveness or an amends and I uh, can take them or leave them. Um, it's kind of what I was on my heart to share with you this week. Um, the first thing that I want to tell you um, is that Jesus in you will be moving you towards forgiveness. And so I know that there are, um, are often people here who aren't real sure about Jesus or who God is and, you know, 
by the way, you are welcome here. That's partly why Lighthouse uh, Church has been created for you to come and, and grow and experience. But what I want you to know is that if Jesus is in your heart, if Jesus is in your life, he is going to be moving you towards forgiveness. What it means is that if, you know, Jesus has been coming in and doing some things in your life and heart, and um, some of them are really great, um, but some of them are going to feel kind of yucky. And it's because what he's doing is he's actually moving you towards forgiveness because that's what Jesus always does. He's always moving us towards forgiveness. And um, I shared with you a few weeks ago when we talked about, about forgiveness, I said, you can't feed your relationships with Jesus and a resentment at the same time. It's just not possible. We've um, already prayed... Forgive us our trespasses. How's the rest of the line go? As we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says this, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I just want you to know that if you're kind of struggling with the forgiveness thing right now, um, if Jesus is in you, he's going to be moving you towards forgiveness. Second thing I wanted to share that I hope is helpful, um, I, I've, I've kind of learned this in my own journey. Uh, trust God to open doors that will lead to forgiveness. Um, see, here's the thing. God knows more about forgiveness and the, the right timing than you and I tend to. And oftentimes, we, we're kind of ready to like just blast through the door and uh, you know, kind of make things happen on our own timeline or our own terms, right? Um, you know, like, like I know that everybody who's like three weeks into recovery, whether that be from mental health or addiction, you know, you want to kind of clear everything up and you want to make amends to everybody you've hurt and you want to kind of forgive everybody that you, you know, perhaps need to forgive and you're really not quite ready and the timing is not right. Can I just say I was that way too? Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. You know, if you're working a recovery program from anything, one of the things you're going to learn is, you know, let's just take some time working through this. That's what the steps are for, and that's why some of those forgiveness steps are a little bit later in the 12, right? And so, um, you know, Joseph, you know, I don't know if Joseph had any, any intention of kind of reaching back out to his family, but here it is. It's in front of him. It's almost like God forced his hand and made it happen. My friend had no intention of, of making, uh, making an amends, and 40 years later, God opened a door. Now, just to be clear, that doesn't mean that we don't act or move things ourselves, but we do so prayerfully, biblically, with counsel, and for some of us, maybe even therapy. doesn't mean that we don't act, but we do so when we act prayerfully, biblically, with counsel, wise counsel, and maybe even for some of us, therapy. 
third thing that I wanted to share today is um, we just have to, man, I, it seems like we talk about this all the time, but forgiveness and healing are a process. Um, recovery is a process. It takes time. It takes time. And forgiveness is no different. Um, I want you to know that Lighthouse in many ways is devoted to that reality, that you can be open and transparent here, and we are going to respect the fact that healing and recovery, um, that forgiveness is a process that happens in our life, and not everyone is at the same place or stage in that process. just want you to know we're going to kind of love you and accept you where you're at. We'll even help you work through it if you want to. Um, but I, just want, I want us to acknowledge that, you know, not only is forgiveness hard, but it's a process. It takes time. And, it, and I don't know that anybody here is ever going to perfect it. I know I haven't. Um, one of the things I did want to just really quickly mention is that, um, you know, our, our, our church um, works with some state programs in, in North Dakota uh, where uh, the state um, reimburses providers like us to uh, provide care coordination and peer support services to people who um, maybe need some added support as as life is getting turned around. Um, and um, I can, I'm not trying to tell you about those programs, but I, I will say that it's given me, um, as pastor of Lighthouse Church, the opportunity to hear somebody, you know, come forward and share something really heavy with me, um, and I might pray with you about it, but it's given me an opportunity to say, you know, we do have staff here that, you know, in such programs, you would be able to get some added support because that added support can be really vital. And here, here's what I really wanted to tell you is that, is that part of that program is um, the opportunity to have peer support specialists. And man, I am a huge fan of peer support specialists and the work that they do. Um, that's what Claire, who led us in prayers today, uh, does on our staff. And peer support specialists are somebody with their own lived experience who now can come alongside of you or somebody that you know and kind of help them move forward, um, sharing some of that experience and, um, and some of that hope that they have found. It's just, I've just become so, so enamored by, by the power of, of, of what it means to kind of walk alongside somebody who's going through something that, that we've gone through um, before. And um, I just wanted you to, to be aware of that. In fact, I have a vision that someday it would be awesome if this church had, you know, we have peer support specialists now who have caseloads um, with those programs. It would be awesome to have a peer support specialist in our church someday whose job is just to kind of help at the church with people who aren't eligible for those programs or don't need them or to even connect into some of the ministries. So I just wanted to share that with you. Forgiveness and healing are a process. And there are people here who have been through that process who can help you. Fourth thing I wanted to share quick was uh, forgiveness means freedom, peace, and serenity. I don't know that I need to convince anybody of that, um, but that doesn't make it easier to do sometimes, right? But, f you know, when we forgive, when we receive forgiveness, something is lifted, right? And there begins to be more peace and serenity in our life. If you are carrying a resentment or if you are carrying great guilt today, 
I just want to encourage you to begin that process, to maybe speak to somebody and to get some help that might be beneficial. So that's the last thing I wanted to, to say before we close today. Um, for many, um, I, Ashley, who um, uh, answered the question today, said that, that uh, she's learned that forgiving herself is a hard thing. And I know that forgiving ourselves is one of the hardest things that we do. Um, and if you're in that boat today, it probably does start with, with forgiving yourself first. Um, and I think it's the hardest one, honestly. Um, I know that in my own journey, I dealt with shame for a long time. And uh, it was really hard to forgive myself for some of the issues that I went through. And, and um, here's the thing that I learned about shame. Shame will keep us sick. Um, and it'll continue to be a weight that is so hard to, to get off of our backs. Um, you know, my shame that, you know, for some of the things that I had done and um, what I had pe- put people through drove me back to the bottle. And it kept me in a dark place at times. And um, I've shared this story before, but one of the things that I, I wanted to share with you today is is remembering that there was a day in this journey, and I don't know that it was, I, I don't even remember exactly where it was in the journey, but it was part of the journey, and it stands out. I remember it like yesterday, that I, I would, you know, kind of in this process, go for walks, especially if it was nicer than today outside, which is most of the year sometimes. And uh, I was going for this, one of these walks in my journey, and I was praying to God during this time and kind of beating myself up. Anybody here ever done that? And I was, uh, I was going for this walk, and it was one of the times in my life where I felt so, so clearly that God was speaking to me. And what I heard him say was, Dale, um, you need to get over yourself. You need to, it's time to get over yourself. He, and he said to me, Dale, I forgave your sins 2,000 years ago. You can forgive yourself. I forgave you 2,000 years ago on the cross. You can forgive yourself. And I remember that day as, as if it was yesterday because, um, you know, I don't think it has ever solved all my problems, but it, it lifted something. And what I want you to know is that God's love and grace is certain. And remember the verse from Hebrews where it says that God will remember your sins no more, that is actually pretty profound. That, that our Lord, um, when he died on the cross, he took your sin upon himself on the cross, and then he gave to you his righteousness. So what that means is that when God now looks at you, when Jesus is in your heart, he doesn't see the, the struggles you've had, the mistakes you've made, the sins you've committed, or even the pain that you are bearing, the forgiveness or lack thereof. What he sees is he sees Jesus and what Jesus has done for you and that Jesus now lives in you. And he remembers no more. Man, that's so profound. God's love for you and for me is unconditional and it is certain. And if you've not yet begun a journey of accepting that love, I encourage you to do so today. Amen.